You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a special episode about Bungie and their inferno of decisions, recorded on November 8th, 2023. Uh, I am your host for this not episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elmist. We don't have an episode number for this, because this isn't really an episode. This is like a in-between episode. So I had to think of something really quick, because I didn't have anything written down. Anyway, I have podcast info for you. Anyway, um, if you'd like to say hello to us, please do so at Twitter at Guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at Hey It's Orchid or Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. We are at Guardians of Lore on Blue Sky Instagram and threads. You can send us an email, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com, or you can find us in Discord, discord.gg slash lorehub. There's also a link in the description of this podcast. Leave a five-star review for us at Apple Podcasts. That helps people find us, and we super duper appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast so we can continue to pay Rindle and allow him to wear shoes, <laughs> you can visit <laughs> ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps and we really do appreciate it. Yeah, we do. Uh, thanks again to our subscribers, Valaragna, Linkman22, Doom, Firebired, Finlay Potato, and Unnamed Guardian Less Than Three. We know who you are. We do. We know who you are. Speaking of, if you would like a holiday card from our host this year, Bees is drawing us. He's our ombudsman. I don't know what that is, but that's his title. <laughs> um, he's drawing us a really, really nice holiday card. And so if you'd like a dawning card from us, subscribe to our lowest tier on Ko-Fi or donate $5 to us through Ko-Fi and join our Discord so we know that you did so. All the costs go to Rindle so we can like resubscribe to Adobe Audition. It's really expensive. Yeah, it is. And it's it's just kind of like to foot like the weird like repeating costs per year and stuff, not to just like pay for the podcast because stuff like this costs like weirdly costs money every year. Weird. What? Say what? I know. God, I would have imagined. But also the card is just like really nice and Beast is doing a really good job and I really like it. So I want to send them to people, if not just like my family, even though I'm going to like get a lot and just have them. So, um, yeah, let us know. Let us know like before, you know, mid-December so I can actually send them to you, you know, before Christmas. Yeah. So you can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. Oh, okay. I'm glad you checked. I didn't. Oh, shit. Thanks for doing my job for me. I mean, somebody had to. Yeah, I know. You took my job this week. I was too busy writing six pages of show notes, okay? <laughs> like I said, you took my job this week, so somebody had to take yours. 
Uh, thank you. Uh, this week at Guardians of Lore, the twoggle. This is the whole ass episode, guys. Let's go. Oops, all twoggle. Oops, all twoggle. Bungie, you done fucked up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How could you? Yeah. <laughs> this is the whole episode. I should note, um, we're not really going to get like super emotional about this. Uh, it's been over a week now and like our anger has kind of dissipated at this point. The shock factor has, has gone away at this point. If we had recorded this a week ago, I think it would have been different and like actually gotten this out the door. Like we wanted to, but it just like didn't work out last week. We really wanted to record it last week, but it just didn't happen. Well, and, and as the week kept going on more and more kept coming out, yeah, so we just kind of kept waiting yeah. and kept waiting and kept waiting to see like what else we would find out. And we just kept finding stuff out. So we're like, oh, we'll just wait until next week and see what happens. Yeah. So here we are where it's been a week and a couple of days and we know a lot more now. And it's not all it's all kind of terrible still, but the dust has kind of settled a bit. It's still awful. But anyway, um, if this is not the episode for you, you're not going to hurt our feelings. You are welcome to skip it. That's why we have it as a whole separate episode. So you can just not listen to it. There's no lore in this episode. It's here for like historical archive purposes. Go ahead and just listen to the lore in the next episode. (laughs) Exactly. If you want the lore, skip this one. Wait for the next one. The whole ass next episode, all lore, no other stuff, all lore. Trust us. There might be a little bit of a twoggle, but it's it's related to the game and lore. The twoggle is all lore because it's all about the Baru engine and Savathun's 15th wish. We're recording it right after this, so I know what's in it because I wrote the show notes. Yep. Yeah, let's go. Okay, this stuff. Uh, What we know so far. So Bungie cut over 100 jobs-ish out of its staff of approximately 1,200 due to a sharp drop in its popularity of its flagship game, Destiny 2. Uh, Apparently, the company's revenue fell 45% below projections. Who the fuck decided 45% was like, who put the projections that high? What? Why? Why would you do that? I'm wondering if they they looked at the previous years and like they they set that as the projection. I don't know. I mean, like, did they look at the witch queen and they're like, damn, that plus twice as much. Like, let's do more than that. Right. We we don't know the specific numbers outside of 45 percent below what they thought. Yeah. I mean, and they said that it was largely attributed to weak player retention and a poorly received expansion at Lightfall. Yeah, no shit. Mm -hmm. Lightfall was terrible and weak player retention is because Lightfall was terrible. And um, when you take all of the lore out of the game and make it nonsense and then sprinkle it through the rest of the year, and expect us to just sit there and wait for it. I ain't coming back, guys. I'm not going to wait for it. 
I'm not going to have your like your expansion be dog shit and then be like, oh, but come back in in three months and I'm going to tell you what the veil is. Right. No. Tell me what it is now and get me invested in it. And then I will totally come back. Considering they, they created a MacGuffin specifically as a plot device. The McVale. Right. And then don't explain what it is. They don't explain why it's important aside from a connection to the traveler, which they haven't explained that either. Yeah, they still haven't really. I mean, I know that's coming in the final shape, but until then, they haven't explained it. Nope. All this stuff that was added in the campaign that's referenced, like, you know, radial mast and how it's bad. But no explanation of why. Also, a lot of things that like the Neomunans and stuff and everyone in the game references and just takes like for like on God. They just they all seem to be like, oh, yeah, the radio mass. We totally know what that is. And all the players are like, but what is it? Right. You didn't tell us what it is and why we should give a shit. Or that that network that's related to the, the veil. like. None of of the buzzwords that were created specifically in the expansion were explained. It's crazy. So, I mean, yeah, you're not going to have player retention if you don't get your basics right. And they're like, well, we tried different things like you tried them wrong. I'm glad you tried different things, but like try them correctly next time. Which sounds like well, really I'm, shitty to say out loud. And I feel actually bad saying it that way. But how else are you supposed to say it? Well, and, and the way I'm viewing it, like this is the 12th hour for the franchise. God, like, it really is, isn't it? Like the next expansion is going to be the finale of this entire saga. Whether they continue on with Destiny 2 or not is a whole other conversation but like this is the finale of the saga now would not have been the time to try something new i mean on one hand it's probably because the players were like you need something new you've done the same thing for seven years now right but on the other hand it's like maybe don't because it's working for you (laughs) right that's that's exactly it like if it's If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So they also pushed the expansion for the final shape back. It was delayed from February to maybe June, but they haven't actually, as of today, still not officially announced that they are pushing it back. It's just everyone says that it's true. And there's like people on the inside, like confirming it, but not officially confirming it. Which is a huge mess. And so this is going to be like a really long season. Considering it's being pushed back four months. Yeah. This is going to be like Arrivals was really long. And this is going to be longer than Arrivals. Season of the Lost was really long. Um, and now this season, which is coming up is Season of the Wish, which was announced yesterday. It's going to be the longest season yet. And those other two seasons that were long were painfully long. Like season of arrivals was, you know, like you said, quote, painfully long. 
unquote, but like it didn't feel painful. It and, didn't because there was a lot of stuff to do. Right. And and unfortunately, like none of it was actually seasonal related. If you're looking at the seasonal content itself, it was very light. Yeah. You know, it was a, a brand new like public event type thing. And then the weekly story. Oh, the Seraph Tower things. The the Gambit on Patrol thing. Oh, the Gambit Patrols. I liked those. Those were fun. Right. That was a good time. Those and didn't they have were the vaults open in that season? The vaults? Like like the Seraph vaults? Yeah. That was the season before. Were they still open though? They were. Or were they closed? They were. Or no no no. I'm sorry. That was still during a time where seasonal content was going away at the end of the season. Oh, uh, okay. They weren't around anymore. So they were not there anymore. Right. <sighs> but yeah, so uh because of all that bungee cost cut, a bunch of stuff, they did salary and hiring freezes. So on the 30th, they did a mass layoff and it was about 8% of employees. A lot of people were like, they got laid off and they got nothing for it. And rah, rah, rah. like, no, they got three months of severance and they got health insurance. Prorated bonuses will also be provided. But if they had unvested shares following Sony's acquisition in January 2022, it will be lost and it will go directly back to Bungie. And that's what's really shitty about this. Yeah. Because those were supposed to happen on November 1st. Oh, that's shitty. And all of these people were fired the day before. Oh, that is shitty. So a lot of them didn't get it because it was the day before. Like, all those prorated. Like, I knew about the unvested shares because that's, yeah. that's how it is in any corporate job. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be there X number of time, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's years, months, whatever. And then once you get fully vested, anything you accrue is yours to take with you if you ever decide to leave the company. Right. I'm currently going through that process with my job. Mm-hmm. So like that much I knew, but I didn't know that the time span because it's different for every company. So like. For them to pull that shit the day before, that Mm -hmm. sucks. Yeah, it was the day before. So it was pretty awful. Apparently, it was part of PlayStation. It was the PlayStation unit at Sony doing cost cutting and a possible restructuring. And it wasn't Sony picking people to fire. It was Sony telling Bungie you need to cut this much of your budget or we're not going to do this. Like figure your shit out and Bungie going, Oh damn, (laughs) we don't have money. (laughs) We don't want to do this. (laughs) This is the worst possible thing. This is like a last ditch effort. (laughs) And it was like, really like they tried everything else. This isn't like the first thing they turned to. Unlike what everyone seems to think. Right. Like firing people is not the first thing people turn to. You don't fire like fucking Michael Salvatore because you want to. Like that's not you don't do that. You know? Right. Wild shit. But so much for yeah. that uh 
that employee retention fund that that Sony gave. The employee retention fund. I have a story about that. The employee retention fund. So, so the employee retention fund. <laughs> um, all of the money that Bungie had gotten from Sony, it was like $1 billion, like $1.2 billion or something um, that they set aside for employee retention was used to pay out the vested shares. And it was already gone. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest and it's gone. Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. Fuck. Bungie is really well known for spending their money very quickly because live service games are very expensive. Like, very expensive. And Bungie as a studio is known for spending their money, just like in general. They were like this when they made Halo, and they're like this now. Like, this isn't new. They're just like known for spending money. It's like not bad, like a kid with a, you know, like a black credit card going and buying a Lamborghini. It's not like that. But they're like known for spending money. Like, it's not surprising that they're not super great with it. That makes me feel better about my personal finances. Like, holy crap. <laughs> Mine are terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um, a really nice Bloomberg article was written. So you can look at it. Uh, Jason Schreier wrote it. And he's like really well known in the community as being like the one that has all the people to tell him like who. Uh, he's got all the right connections. Yeah, he has the connections. He has like all the people on the inside. He is known for actually having like all the correct information. Everyone who actually, um, what what's the word? Like everyone who writes their own articles, like usually writes them off of Jason's article. I mean, he works for Bloomberg. Like that's respectable. It's not Paul Tassi. Damn! So. <laughs> Just let me throw Paul Tassi under the bus. I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> yeah, I gotta throw Paul Tassi under the bus like once every six months. The one shitty thing I will say, a lot of employees that weren't fired weren't even told about the layoffs. Wow. Like one of my best friends that works there. So when I heard about them in the mornings, I texted him like immediately you know, like lots of like support and love and like sending otter pictures because that's what I do. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, because I told him, I'm so sorry, you're going to have such a shitty day. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because a bunch of people at your company just got fired. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> How did you find out? <laughs> I'm like, the internet. <laughs> why am I the one telling him? Like, why is it me and not the company? Right. Why am I telling him and not the company telling him? Why is the internet finding out about this before the employees are finding out about it? Like, that is a huge misstep. What the fuck, Bungie? I shouldn't be the one telling my friend what's happening at his own company. And actually, I think part of that might be because Bungie as a company, doesn't know how to handle layoffs. They've never done them before. Right. So it's it's due to just inexperience. 
essentially what they told him is that we'll be in the news today. There's an all hands meeting this afternoon. And that was it. There's nothing else that they told them. Like, what? Man. How do you how do you go through that? Like uh, all the departments that were affected was legal, um, quality assurance, testing, communications, the community managers, they're gone, except like Cosmo. And I think in like, excuse me, um, I think one of the other guys is still there. Social. Uh, art. There are a couple people in art are gone. Music human resources just like across the board just like plump. yeah do you want to talk about that tweet pete parson sent out <laughs> so the morning of he specific like he tweeted out saying quote today is a sad day at bungie as we say goodbye to colleagues who have all made a significant impact on our studio what these exceptional individuals have contributed to our games and Bungie culture has been enormous and will continue to be a part of Bungie long into the future. And then he subtweeted, um, these are truly talented people. If you have openings, I would highly recommend each and every one of them. I mean, if you take it at face value, it's a really nice tweet. It is until you take something else that he said in an actual meeting later on into account. What did he say at the meeting? He specifically told his people, oh, yeah, we kept the right people. We, we <sighs> let go of all the wrong ones. <gasps> you don't say you kept the right people. What are you doing? Right? Like, that is the worst thing to tell people after they just saw, like, 8% of your entire workforce being let go. When you get rid of, like, Hippie and Sam... Like, two of the best community managers you've ever had. And, like, Griffin, who was the head of your social account. He's the one who read, like, he ran the Destiny account. And, like, Michael Salvatore and, like, Michael Seacrest, who was, like, the Halo composer and the guy who composed Deepstone Lullaby. Right. And that is, like, the one... Those are the ones I'm most upset by. <laughs> like... <laughs> When that happened, I cried. Like, I'm so upset by that. And there's also like Lorraine McLeese, who has been there since 1998, was also fired. And I'm like not going to talk about her very much because she's asked people not to. And so I want to be respectful of her and like not be upset over her firing because she's been really respectful and has asked people not to talk about it. So I will not. Right. But I mean, just to put it in perspective, she was hired in 1998 and was employee number 25. Wow. Like, she designed all your raid jackets. She did some amazing work. Yeah. Like She's those, a cool lady. Those jackets are, are amazing. And, yeah. And she also did the, the Halo logo, didn't she? She did. Her husband also worked there. He was number five. <laughs> That's so cool. That is. Bungie is a neat place. And so like Pete Parsons saying he kept the right ones. Those are not the wrong people. Like everybody at Bungie, like who are currently there, like all the devs and the artists and all the way down to the QA testers, like 
the lowest QA tester and like network people and legal people and like everyone working their ass off to make Bungie a cool place. And even like the HR people keeping everyone in line and everyone who's there, they all matter. They're all people. They're all the right ones. Get that shit out of your mouth, Pete Parsons. Like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> like, never belittle somebody like that. Right. Like, I'm furious. Like, never say that about people. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> like, just don't ever do that again. I've seen five different, like, four or five different layoffs at various companies that I've been at. I wasn't one of the ones who was let go. Like, I was fortunate enough to keep my job. But there's a certain amount of survivor's guilt. Like, it's it's a whole other version of it. But you feel guilty because you're still working and the friends that you made at that job, you know, your coworkers, they're having to scramble to figure out how they're going to, you know, where they're going next. I mean, I had a bunch of friends get fired from Bioware a couple months prior. And like, I should have been upset on their behalf and said something like 50 people were like, oh, and it's a smaller studio than Bungie. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And I didn't really say anything, mostly because like I have like really no ties to them anymore. But it's happening at like every studio now. And like that was kind of the bellwether of this one, you know? Absolutely. And that's. That's like why I can't really be mad about this anymore. I am mad about the way they were treated and the way they were fired. And like just the corporate management just did a really poor job. There's like a couple going theories as to why some of the people got fired, like who did and who didn't. A lot of the people that were like go are out of state people. Or they're like super higher tier employees where lower tier ones who are cheaper can still do that job. Like ones who haven't been there as long. And the reason why they're getting rid of out of state ones is because they have this really beautiful big new studio that's empty because Bungie went full work from home. So the irony there. I know they could try to start forcing people to come back to work. I don't know if that's true. That's just like a thought. I mean, that's that's what my company has done. Mm -hmm. The quiet like, oh, you suddenly you have a really nice studio that you just spent millions on to build and no one's using it because you're work from home. Interesting. Right. How about we get rid of all those people that work in like really inconvenient states across the country? That's bothersome. Yeah. Want to talk about this guy? Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> the Destiny community knows of the the meme at this point. You know, beware of over delivery. You're creating patterns. Well, the guy who said it is now the chief development officer at Bungie. Why? That does not bode well. <laughs> considering uh, a lot of his his the content that he specifically helped with is very it's it's microtransaction heavy and the actual content itself is not the best 
It's pretty mid. And and that that worries me. Is he going to push his his thoughts and ideals onto the rest of the the developers, all his staff? Because like at at the end of the day, he has final say at this point. It worries me a bit that Bungie pinned their failings on us and said that we didn't spend enough money on their game. Right. That we didn't buy enough in Eververse and spend enough money on microtransactions or seasonal content. Like, we didn't spend enough on silver. We didn't buy, like, the event cards enough. Or we didn't drop, you know, $10 on a shader bundle. Or, you know, we didn't buy, like, dumb shit in the store because we didn't want to. So it's our fault that suddenly their, you know, company isn't doing well. Because they did say, like, oh, buying this one thing for Whisper of the Worm was enough money to make zero hour. Right. And because we're not buying enough, we can't keep the lights on at their studio. It's not our fault, guys. You need to manage your money better. Stop expecting us to, like, keep the lights on for you. Somebody had done a full breakdown of, like, Eververse stuff over, like, the last season or so. Oh, my God. It's gotten so expensive. It it has. And like it's it's gotten so expensive for stuff that should just be earnable in game, like a shader, a ten dollar bundle so we can get a shader because God knows we don't want the emote or the ship or the ghost shell. Oh, yeah. I don't care about any of that. I just want the shader that moves that obnoxious purple shader, that purple and gold shader that moves. I just want that. Like, I don't care about the rest of the stuff that comes with it. And you know it's going to be on sale for Bright Dust in a season. Right. Like, just as the shader. Considering that's what happened the last time that there was a a bundle? Well, the shader that is available this week, and I am opening my Destiny 2 companion right now so I can actually find out the name of it. Benders. 92 years later. Oh my god, why is this app the worst? Tess Everest and her dumbass face. Aquatic Iridescence. That is the shader that came with the um, Quicksilver Storm bundle, I think. I think so. And you can buy it for uh, Bright Dust right now, this week. But last season, you could buy it for silver. But you also got a cool ornament for Quicksilver Storm. So, depends if you want the gun ornament, too. Yeah. But do you really want to spend $10 on an ornament and a shader? Or do you want, like, the shader for 300 Bright Dust? Because Lord knows we all have, like, 60,000 Bright Dust just sitting there not being used. Because there's nothing available for Bright Dust that those of us that have played for seven years don't already have. Right. You know? Yeah. No, it's just... Certain things have gotten monetized to the point that it just feels crappy. Like you used to be able to play and jump into an activity, do something very difficult and get something awesome, you know, a ghost shell or ship sparrow. Now they relegate 
that stuff for the master raid and and you know the seal there and then anything else is eververse there may be one or two cool cosmetic items that they throw in as rewards but like it doesn't feel like it's enough to offset how how much they're pushing eververse and it's been that way for a while yeah and it just it feels shitty it feels scummy it really does but we have found out some things in like the week since um there is a really nice interview with more with Lorraine McLeese that I mentioned earlier um she did it with Mylan on his channel and she talks about her time with Bungie and she actually like holds zero ill will towards the company and she has like a really emotional moment. I'm going to get like really sad talking about this. I'm so sorry. She has a super emotional moment about the people who let her go and how the two of them uh, really didn't want to do it. And they were like, we are so sorry. Like, we don't want to do this. And she asked if she could talk for like five more minutes because she's like, that was like it. Like she wasn't be able to see people anymore or like talk to people or anything. And they said, no, they had another meeting to stick to. And like the horror of what was happening, like sunk into her because it was like, oh, God, if they have a meeting to stick to and they can't like wait around, like it's boom, 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 boom. You know, like they're doing this all day. And she understood that it was you know, it wasn't her. It was, you know, the company had to make a hard choice. And she still loves the place. She loves what she made. And I feel like if someone like that, who all a lot of us are like, you know, keeping like her name in our mouth, <laughs> like in saying like, God, I can't believe they fired her. Like, we shouldn't be thinking of it like that. And it, for me, it's like Michael Salvatore who I've been listening to his music for a very long time because I mean, like he composed like right. all of Halo. So <laughs> and that, like so many years, guys, Alongside like some of you guys Marty. weren't even around when Halo, like, like Halo one was out. <laughs> like, Alongside Martin O'Donnell. Like, yeah. This is like our childhood that we're talking about. Like this guy's been around forever and it's like a part of us. And you just like, man, it's rough. Like you hear the music and you just like, you know, like what he did. Like you hear like Destiny's music and you know, like which ones he composed because it sounds like Halo. Like you just know, like innately, like which ones he did and which ones like Martin O'Donnell did and like which ones uh, Michael Seacrest did. Like you just kind of know listening to them. And he won't ever truly be gone because he wrote a lot of the themes that are still in destiny. Like he wrote a lot of the themes for destiny, like the cabal theme he wrote, like that, like light motif is through the whole game. Like it's actually in like, um, root of nightmares. You can hear like the cabal theme. It's so cool. Yep. And like, it will always be there in the game, even if he's not there. Makes me really sad, but really happy at the same time. So, I mean, I can't like 
I can't be mad at Bungie. Like I am, but if the people whose lives were affected by it aren't mad, like I, I can't be mad on their behalf. It's just, it's not fair to them, you know? And I think we're being really shitty if we do that as a community. Absolutely. So I think we need to not do that. So, yeah. And it, there is a dev who asked, like, as a dev, all I can say is please play. We may be gone now, but our work lives on. It's the best thing I've ever been a part of. Because there's a lot of people that are just, like, refunding their games because they're super mad at Bungie or saying, like, I'm not going to play the next season because I'm super mad. Blah, blah, blah. Like, don't let your anger at Pete Parsons, like, dictate you wanting to enjoy a thing that devs who got fired like they designed next season like it's been done for three months right like everyone who was let go was still working on like episode two or something like that's what is currently happening at the moment in episode three they they're currently working on other stuff like this has been done and dusted completely over so like enjoy the game like don't feel guilty because you are playing something that you like like celebrate the thing that they made it's okay to like it like it's okay to be mad at pete parsons and like still play the game yeah yeah i don't know game companies have had bad times and they've come out just fine but normal companies have had bad times and come out just fine too Bungie will do the same. Absolutely. That's my final take. Elmas, what about you? So I'm going to read it as I have it written. So I'm no longer mad, but I'm able to see that this was a buildup of several small issues leading to the game's current state. And the layoffs were the pipe bursting to relieve the pressure. The layoffs and the financial problems that Bungie is facing aren't unique to them or even the gaming industry with layoffs happening at like AMD and Microsoft. Um, those are the two that I know of in the past couple months. And with that being said, um, the mismanagement of destiny two was a serious contributor to Bungie's plight. You know, you, you neglect PVP and the PVP players are going to leave. They're not going to play as much. You create a lot of mindless grind to, you know, quote, keep players engaged with the game unquote, with like underwhelming content, people are going to get bored and move on to something else. The developers have pleaded with management to let them implement changes. We heard that somewhere in in all of the rumblings. We don't know if it's 100% true or not. I am personally choosing to believe that it is, but those changes don't immediately bring in revenue. And the higher ups are going to pass over those changes. Some have said that the new season will be make or break for Destiny 2, but I think the make or break release will be the final shape and we'll see soon enough. And that's that's all I've got. I didn't cancel my pre-order for the final shape. I did not either. And... I am looking forward to next season because my friend made it and I like Destiny 
as much as we complain about it and as much as I bitch about it all the time, like this is my favorite game. And besides Mass Effect, let's be real. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And seven day was yesterday. Mass Effect bypass for a second. The 10 second teaser we got, it looks like a Mass Effect warlock. I was so turned on by that. <laughs> hell yes give me that give me just destiny mass effect it was like oh all of my wet dreams put into 10 seconds like they read all of my fan fiction it was just that <laughs> like they gave me everything i have ever wanted hell yes it's like bioware oh it's like everyone at bioware is like do you know what kita wants we're just gonna make that <laughs> I'm like thank you you knew it was my birthday this week because you gave me everything. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, back to this. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Next season. Next season's going to be good. It's Sabathun. 15th wish. It's going to be great. Whatever. I'm going to play it. I will, too. Yeah. I don't know how much of it I'll play. Like, I know I will get the story done, but, you know, I'm playing so much Osu lately that I like barely play Destiny except for Grandmaster Nightfalls. <laughs> I have all the adept weapons unlocked and like don't have half of the normal ones unlocked. So when I go to like buy a weapon from Zavala, I can't. It's like, man, first world problems. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, PVE problems. Uh, what would you call it? I don't know. Um, high level PVE problems. There we go. That that one. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know. I was just trying to buy a weapon and I couldn't because I didn't have it unlocked. I only had the adept version unlocked. It was bullshit. And I didn't want to go do a nightfall to have it maybe drop at me. It's that's dumb. that's fair. Yeah, I don't like strikes that much. Only if they're really trying to kill me. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, do you have any shout outs or words of warning or anything that you did this week that wasn't Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Since this is a twoggle. <laughs> a 52 minute twoggle. <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm gonna shout out Rindle again because this is gonna be one hell of a week for editing. Sorry, Rindle. He's he's gonna have two he's listening right now. Two things to to push out. <laughs> what about you? Um, I am driving to California on my birthday, and then driving home on Monday. <laughs> So shout out to me driving 12 hours <laughs> in like two days, three days. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> shout out to myself. Damn. Shout out to Timothy Zahn and his Thrawn books, because I'm going to be listening to them again because holy shit, they're so good. Yes. I'm going to stand by that. Yep. Shout out. That works. Anyway, we have some special things. This episode has been wild. Like, 
it's been very cathartic for me and for you. I know some people were like, man, we cannot wait to hear this and what kind of yelling is going to happen. Like, we didn't really yell. <laughs> Sorry. No. I apologize. We had strongly worded yeah. stuff, but no, 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 no yelling. Yeah, there's no yelling. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, here's some special thanks. Uh, the audio for this episode was produced by Rendell Zivas. You can find him at Rendell Zivas. The artwork and music in this episode is copyrighted Bungie. There's no music or artwork in this episode. Like, maybe we'll use their logo, but I don't think there's going to be music. Um, if there is, it's copyrighted Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators, but not... Pardon our bride dust. Guardians of Lore is currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stay tuned and do not... Um, if you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They're the resource we use to make our show notes, but not this time. Uh, <laughs> reminders. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, send us an email. Wow. I'm so good at this. Uh, leave a review. Not this time. Join our Discord. Uh, find us on Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Thanks. That's it. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Uh-huh. Something, something. Did you know that otters are related to skunks, weasels, wolverines, and badgers? Huh. Yeah. They're the sea otters are the largest member of the weasel family, but they're the smallest marine mammal in North America. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. They're part of the Mustelidae family. I don't think I said that right. I can't read Latin because I'm not a crusty dead person. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, bye. Take care. Uh-huh. Otters. Hey guys, Editing Rindle here. So the following that you're about to hear is a short snippet of the recording that occurred after a certain uh, revelation occurred. Y you'll see what I mean. Roll the clip. You're getting a kitten? Rindle. Oh my god. Okay, Rindle, you need to put insert in here everything about your kitten. The podcast is going to be 20 more minutes long because I want to hear everything about the kitten. I want to hear its name. I want to hear its colors. I want to hear its disposition. I need to hear what kind of food it likes, what kind of churus it likes, everything. Churus? Uh, Oh my god, Elemis, Churus? Um, I'm, I can't say it too loudly because Toki is going to hear me and then he's going to come for me in the night like a demon. The God King maybe. heard the snack name. He may be old, but he knows the word Churu and will come from I don't even know what corner of the house anymore. <laughs> it's terrible. So yeah, if you're part of the Discord, you may have already seen images of the new kitten pepper uh she's doing quite well she's just about two months old and in terms of disposition uh pretty sweet actually from what i was led to understand she was a pretty spicy kitten in the initial phases hence the from what i'm led to understand she was a pretty spicy kitten hence the name um but has just been a complete sweetheart 
uh, since we got her home. A little bit skittish, which is to be expected, but we've only had her for a couple of days. And no, Orchid, we've not given her Cheerus yet, but as soon as we figure out which ones she likes, I will definitely let you know. But to close this out, well, I recorded this earlier, and really, I must bless you with this. Enjoy. Enjoy.